Hey guys, just want to start the show off today to tell you a little bit about my friend Erin Moso. She's the owner over at Sharpier's Bakery, and they have been delivering fresh baked bread for 36 years to locally owned and operated restaurants here in Nashville, to everybody here in Nashville. So if you would like to get fresh baked bread from a locally owned bakery, you need to give Erin a call. That's 615-319-6453. You can also follow them on the socials at Sharpier's Bakery. You guys know they have over 200 types of bread that they make. They deliver six days a week, so they have fresh bread daily to your back door. Guys, this is something you need to jump on if you are lagging in the bread game. If you're still buying frozen bread from your broadliner, you need to give Erin a call. Support local. She's a woman-owned business. She's amazing. 615-319-6453. That's Sharpier's Bakery. C-H-A-R-P-I-E-R-S bakery.com have you tried gig pro yet gig pro is amazing so if you last second need staff you got to get people in you go to gig pro and you can post a gig and somebody will come in and work that shift you need a dishwasher last minute line cook really a food runner you need somebody to help bus tables whatever it might be gig pro is your place and if you're out there and you're looking for a gig You know, hey, you got a couple days off and you want to go do some work. I had a chef on the show not long ago who said, I love working gig pro. I have my full-time job, but every once in a while, I'll just pick up a gig and go see what somebody else is doing. I thought it was fascinating. She loved it. So this was one of my favorite things that I do. So check out gig pro. Go to go.gigpro.com and do the backslash, the forward slash, uh, N-R-R-B-I-Z, and that's going to get you your first hire. So if you're in hiring companies, get your first hire for $200 off. Wow, it's a free hire for a day. And if you are out there and you would like to tell your friends about GigPro, there's a $5 bonus for every single person who signs up. So, hey, go get 20 of your friends. Go make a quick 100 bucks. That's the way to do it. Go.gigpro.com forward slash N-R-R-B-I-Z, GigPro. Welcome to Nashville Restaurant Radio, the tastiest hour of talk in Music City. Now here's your host, Brandon Still. Hello, Music City, and welcome to Nashville Restaurant Radio. My name is Brandon Still, and I am your host. We are back at you this Friday with the part two of the Pat Martin interview. We did a nice, neat little 20, 25-minute interview with Pat Martin, which went out for Visit Music City. And Pat and I just kept talking. So we did like another 30 minutes. And that is what you're going to get today. Uh, So if you didn't listen to the first half, go back and listen to the other episode. It's a quick one. It's less than 30 minutes. And then jump in right here, uh, and you will pick right back up. And Pat and I talked about some interesting topics about charging what you're worth at your restaurant and so much more about his book and the life of fire. It is available right now. You can go get it at Parnassus Books in Green Hills. Uh, you can get it at any local bookstore or Amazon or wherever you, you buy books, but always prefer for you to buy from the local bookstore. Big, big weekend this weekend. We got Vanderbilt graduation. Uh, I think Belmont's graduating this weekend. So congratulations to all of the graduates out there. What an exciting thing. Uh, it is also Mother's Day. So this in the restaurant world, this is uh, this is the Super Bowl weekend, guys. We have got 
Mother's Day and graduation, and it looks like the weather's going to be beautiful on Sunday. So uh, get ready because patios are going to be rocking. People are going to be out. Get a good night's sleep. Get some rest because this is it. This is what we practice for, y'all. Uh, I am so excited. I, I do want to talk about my mom because um, it is Mother's Day. And I know that my mom listens to this show, so hopefully she gets to hear this. But my mom is one of the most amazing people in the entire world. She's one of the most selfless, most just, she's one of the most enthusiastic people I've ever come across. And I feel like I get so much of who I am from her in our entire life. She just was, uh, she was amazing. I'm one of those people who is incredibly fortunate to have somebody who loves me beyond all love. When I turned 40, I'll tell you a story about my mom. When I turned 40, um, my mom was an international flight attendant and she got a 40th birthday card and she had like, she, her, her plan was she was flying domestic and she wanted to get somebody from all 50 states to write on a postcard, happy birthday to me. <laughs> I know. So she flew, she had all these flights. She would pick up flights to different states and when she landed in a different state, she'd go buy a postcard, ask somebody who was from there to write me a note. So she didn't get to all 50, but she got to like 30-something. And then she went out of the country like 10 times. So I have a card that is stamped by passport agents all over the world. And then I have like 40 postcards that have different people's names. That's my mom. That's the thoughtfulness that she puts behind everything. She was the best flight attendant I think I've ever seen. Her Just her genuine spirit of service taught me so much. And that's, that's why I am the way that I am today. And she's amazing, and I love her to death. And I just wanted to say, Mom, Happy Mother's Day! You are, you're everything. You're just, you're just one of the most amazing people I've ever been in contact with, and I'm honored to call you Mom. To my wife Jennifer, who also could write a book on love and care with our two boys, I can't tell you how special she is. I just every single day she's up first thing she picks him up from school every day she's out there jumping on the trampoline she is uh she's an all-in boy mom and she's an amazing wife and, and mother and this is one of those weekends that we just we don't get to spend together because it is uh it's our really really busy weekend so every year on mother's day my wife doesn't get to really have mother's day and i'm sure there's a lot of you out there who do the exact same thing so I think next weekend we call it the uh, Service Industry Mother's Day, but uh, we're going to do something special next weekend. And for all of you out there who don't have moms anymore, um, you know, we did this show with Delia Joe Ramsey back in the day, and she had she had lost her mother, and, and it brought a new perspective to me for people who, this is a sad day. And for all of you people out there who, this is a sad day, I'm thinking about you, we love you, and um, I, I don't know what more to say praying for you and, and I hope that uh everything works out and um and I just I know I know it's a tough one so for all of you out there for all the moms that I don't get to mention horn in my life uh my sister my sister-in-law and all, all the moms out there just uh, thank you for all that you do you are amazing 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 we'd be nothing without you um yeah there it is. That that that's my that's my conversation about my mom and my wife. And I hope you guys are having a wonderful day. I hope that you have a wonderful, wonderful weekend. Go take care of all the rest of your moms out there and enjoy this part two with Pat Martin. 
So we're back with Pat and Mark. Thanks for uh, thanks for joining us again. I want to get a little bit deeper into what I call your masterclass. Because, again, in our first interview, you mentioned, I said, what are you doing with your time? And you go, masterclass. I'm watching masterclasses. And then I went, and that day, I bought a subscription to masterclass, and I love it. The more I read this book, I kind of thought, he's giving us a masterclass in West Tennessee whole hog barbecue. And I love the romantic, I say it's a romantic feeling, just the style, everything about it, how you, you write about it. It's this childhood memory and people. And will you tell us a little bit about kind of growing up in the, the West Tennessee whole hog barbecue, what it means to you and why you decided to do this? Well, I didn't find West Tennessee. I was born in Memphis. I didn't find West Tennessee whole hog barbecue until I got to college, frankly. I didn't even know it existed. I graduated high school. Our family, um, both sides of my family, my mom and dad's sides are from Corinth, Mississippi. And um, we, I, I moved there when I was a junior and finished up high school there. You know, being when you're born in Memphis or over there, I mean, Memphis barbecue is, um, it's really not a choice. It's part of your DNA. I don't ever remember thinking I didn't want slaw on a sandwich. It just came that way. <laughs> and that is the way God meant for it, means for it to be. You know, Love I mean, you're, you don't have, it's not a complete barbecue sandwich unless slaw is on it. Um, but I, um, my whole family went to Mississippi state and I went up, I did not go to state. It was between state and a little church Christ school up the road called Freed Hardeman, about 50 miles. And I went to Freed you know, in hopes I could maybe walk on the basketball team and play. I was, I loved basketball and uh, I found some beers and blew an ACL out and that didn't work out. But the first week I was there, I mean, you know, you get in your dorm room and all that and get registered and get your classes and all the stuff, you know? Yeah. And it was like, okay, let's, where are the barbecue places? And that's kind of what everybody does. And the first, the very first one I actually ended up at was the, uh, the one that had the biggest impact on my career. And that was Thomas and Webb barbecue and a, a very large, genteel kind man named Harold Thomas, uh, befriended me and had no secrets. And that's why I'm anti secret today of any recipe or anything. I think we have a moral gift to give you, um, if I'm doing something you like and you want to know about it, I mean, down to the ingredient, you know, and who cares if you remake it? Um, but he was very open with me on the skill. And um, my sophomore year, I ended up cooking. I hung around Her uh, Thomas and Webb constantly. And there were six whole hog barbecue joints just in Chester County. Now there are no whole hog barbecue joints in Chester County. There's still some guys cooking shoulders on pit. So pit barbecue is still there. Thank gosh. But, but whole, no hog, whole hog, whole hog. There's only three of us left in the state doing it, and uh, that's really sad. And that's a whole nother radio show on the economics of barbecue and how broken it is, and um, and why we, uh, why they have faded off outside of the hipster communities and in in major metropolitan areas, which have brought it back because they can charge a, a price that they can actually make a living on. But in rural communities or smaller cities, even like a Jackson, Tennessee, or a Huntsville, Alabama, like. Barbecue is our peasant food, and we all as Americans, especially in the South, are, I guess, consciously wired to think that it should be cheap. And because of that, we can never really charge. I do here in Nashville. But most of the barbecue joints, the reason the whole hog places aren't around anymore is because they can't charge more now than four fifty a sandwich because they're, the community revolts, like literally revolts. I'm never eating here again. 
I mean, folks been eating there for 30 years. They're like, I'm done. Wow. And it's just a, it's a mindset that has to be, I hope it's broken in my lifetime where people like Daryl Ramey and Zach Parker over in West Tennessee can charge $7 for a sandwich at a minimum because that's how the only way they're going to really make real, real money. And I'm not talking, everybody thinks we all get rich in the restaurant business. And that's not to say that there aren't people who've made a lot of money in the restaurant business, but it's got to be top three hardest lines of work. And it's just in general, then you come in and you couple it in with pit cook barbecue. And that's taken, depending on what it is, a shoulder to a hog, 18 to 24 hours. And I can only charge you four fifty for a sandwich because you're going to get pissed off if it's higher than that. That's not a viable model. Well, it's math. It's math. At that point, it's math, and math doesn't lie. And at some point, there's a negative. But there's something about barbecue, though, again, the peasant food aspect, because those same people don't have a problem paying 11 bucks for a cheeseburger that took eight minutes to get in front of you. But, I mean, literally in those communities, you can go you know, Jackson, Tennessee, and pay $11 for a cheeseburger. And they go to, you know, Ramey's or, or B. Scott's, and it's four fifty for a sandwich. And it's like, whew. I mean, he's, he has worked his – they have worked their tail off just to make that sandwich for you. And even here in Nashville, I'm at I'm, – because of all the inflation stuff, I'm getting where I'm probably going to need to take up. percent Yeah. It's, it's obscene. Since Jimmy Carter had been at I. So <laughs> I'm going to have to take a price hike, and I will get it from folks, especially in, like, the non-Nashville core, like the outer markets I'll sure. leave unnamed. Well, I'll get some emails like, you know, you've just gotten too big for your britches. And you it, it hurts you. It literally stings, yeah. like, when you get those. And it's just, uh, it's tough. I've literally, at my one of my restaurants, I do a new menu every day. Like, I print the menus every single day because pricing is so, so crazy. And people don't realize that restaurants print, it's expensive to print menus. So restaurants, <clears throat> there's nowhere else like it that you go print like this melamine menu that costs you $1,000 to do however many menus. And you got to keep those for like a two-month time, three months, four months, yeah, whatever. You're married, you're married you're to You're married it. to that price. And when steak goes up 8% or when your filet goes up, you know, $5 a pound, like you just have to eat it. And so I've stopped. I've printed my menus every single day. And I, as the market's changed, you go, to the, you go to the grocery store. They don't charge the same price for milk for the month or two months. No, the it's second a, that the market changes, the price goes up. The price goes up. And I've started no, doing that. Nobody complains. Communicating at the, at the grocery store. The grocery store. But, at the restaurant, we're crooks. That's right. It's a crazy thing. Yeah. We're getting off the topic of life of fire. <laughs> <laughs> and I believe me, I can talk about this for hours, and I would love to with you one day. We're going to talk more life of fire in just a moment after these words. What Chefs Want has been serving the Nashville restaurant community for over 15 years. During that time, they've worked tirelessly to be, well, what chefs want. Seven-day deliveries, no fuel charges, 24-7 customer care, unparalleled availability, and they'll split almost everything they sell. If you're the kind of person that wants to see what's new when it comes in stock, you should follow them on the socials at what chefs want and sign up to be a customer at whatchefswant.com. so we are super excited today to welcome in a brand new sponsor welcome robin's insurance agency to nashville restaurant radio so i'm going to start off and tell you guys that we use robin's insurance company at both of our restaurants the green hills grill and maribel because they specialize in 
restaurants. It's so important. I'm telling you, if you buy insurance, in anywhere that you buy insurance, it's so important that you're buying the right type of insurance. And you know, I don't think people tell you that. They just sell insurance for what the cheapest is. But you know, sometimes you're paying the cheapest for insurance you don't need. So that is why Robbins Insurance specializes in restaurants. They identify exactly the type of insurance that you're going to need to run your business so that you can sleep sound at night. And that's super duper important, y'all. So I would like for you, if you're curious about this, you want to learn more, give Matthew Clements a call. His number is 863-409-9372. Or you can shoot him an email at mclements, that's M-C-L-E-M-E-N-T-S, at robbinsins.com. We are talking about net checks today. And you know, last week we told you that net checks is your single source for all things people. We made a list, recruiting, onboarding, performance management, human resources, uh, scheduling, payroll, taxes. The one thing that we want to focus on today is your biggest pain point, hiring and retention. Uh, What do you use? Indeed, Facebook, Craigslist? Well, NetChecks will post to all of those sites for you automatically. So there's no need for you to post on all these different sites and keep up with it. One source. Like I said, NetChecks is your single source for all things people. They are always on the employee experience. But I I, I love the fact that I I thought Life of Fire, I'm like, what is this book? Because I have three bonfire pits at my house three separate areas of bonfire pits. And I love, I am, I am entranced by fires. I love building a fire. My kids I have six and eight year old boys. Saturday sometimes like guys, we're having a fire today. And that means we are going to forage wood to feed a fire mm-hmm. the entire day through the woods. Mm-hmm. And with kids are dad, look, I got a tree, you know, and they have hatchets and like we've, it's a thing that we do. And I had no idea. I heard life fire that there's so many different, things you can cook at different stages of the fire. And you outline that almost as it's a how-to guide at the beginning of the fire, early age or youth. And then you have old age, the golden years and building a feeder fire that then you put into the pit, like all these different aspects. It's just, it's absolutely fascinating. What's the most important part of a fire? Like with the most, if I'm just a, a novice, I want to do From this. a cooking standpoint? Sure. Most people use um, an immature fire. They uh, well, let me say it a better way. Um, my goal in this was to teach you to be patient and let the fire get through its teenage years, so to speak. You know, I love that little Bobby's gonna. You're gonna come home and you're gonna you're gonna look and like, oh, I didn't know I had that much of my bourbon uh, yet. <laughs> And it's well, those immature coal, like it's the fire, the coals are too immature for you to manage consistently, and it doesn't give off actually a hot enough heat while it's still combusting. And just because it's got it's got gray color to some coals doesn't mean that it's ready. Just because the wood looks like it's pretty dang well burned down, no, doesn't mean it's ready. You really have to get down to true coals. And from a life cycle, if you just drew an arc, you know, and you started at nine o'clock and you're going over here to three o'clock, 1230, if you know what I'm saying, yeah. not, not high noon is kind of where those coals are ready for you to use. And, you know, you got to basically kind of get in your thirties. If you're looking at it back to the age format of getting to a point where some 
those coals are mature enough, just like we are. You know, we're basically I'm I'm still a knucklehead, um, mm. but where I definitely was a knucklehead. My twenties, I don't even want to discuss, but it was in my thirties. You know, and so that's kind of the analogy I use on on the life of coals. And I thought it was so fascinating because people go, "What, what do you mean?" Well, a green wood still has so much moisture in it and if you start cooking with the green with that moisture it's almost a bitterness that can affect the food but if you age it you let some of that moisture out when you're cooking it when you're when you're burning the wood you're burning out that moisture you're burning out some of that bitterness and i love that when you're in the adult i guess to be in the 30s here adolescent age, yeah you're um they're more mellow you're not actually it's not as much smoke that comes out of those coals when you're feeding the the pit Pit barbecue, um, my my book does not have a smoker in it, and it also doesn't have beef because that's not traditionally what we ate east of the Mississippi, even though beef has crossed here and pork has crossed over to Texas. But um, pit barbecue is a different sub-flavor profile in barbecue as meats that are cooked in an offset smoker. or I cook on J&R rotisserie wood-fired smokers at my place. they, it's far more subtle, and it's it's really more of an ingredient that kind of helps elevate the pork. Not is not peer to peer. That makes sense. Like yeah. a smoker is, you get the smoke right out of the gates, and you get the meat out of the gates, and they're combating a little bit on your palate. Pit barbecue is it's all about what whatever the protein, whether in our case in the South, chicken or pork, and the smoke is no different to me than. The salt and the whatever you have, if you're using a rub, the peppers, it's an ancillary ingredient that lifts it up. Another part of the book that made me laugh out loud was when you're talking about charcoal. And people say, well, I use charcoal, I cook. And you said, if you're using an impregnated charcoal. Matchlight. Which is matchlight. You said, I don't care if you insist on using matchlight Go ahead and light the match light and put this book on top of it because you're not my you're not the person I'm you're not the student I'm looking for you're not no. the student I'm looking for and no. I literally laughed out loud <laughs> while I'm reading that and I'm like oh I've used match light in the past yeah. I, I I've I felt like there was a graduation for me when I got done with this book I was like I've learned so many things I didn't know that I was doing wrong mm-hmm. and now I feel like I'm gonna go into this with some some backing. I know I have an expert who's told me what to do, and I'm thinking, writing this book, writing down friends that I want to be there. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I want this guy there. I want that guy there. Yeah, I want yeah. this guy there. This is going to be awesome. Yeah. We're going to have a fun time. Yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, thank you for joining us today. Oh, thanks you know, for you've having You've got me. a really, really busy schedule. Um, the book also, if you're getting it, we can get it at visitmusiccity.com. If you're coming to Nashville, there's a lot of great local bookstores. I purchased mine at Parnassus Books. It's in Green Hills. They're the best. They're Patchett's the best. The best. Yeah. She's so awesome. Fantastic bookstore. It's on and Amazon everywhere. You won't have a tough time getting it if you want it. Um, it's if you want it. But it's uh like I said, it's uh it's a procedural book, you know. Well, Pat, it's been a joy having you here. We gotta do this again and um Best of luck to you. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. All right. See you, bud. It is always a pleasure to have people like Pat Martin come into studio and sit down and talk. I am uh, I'm excited to bring a lot of new stuff to you guys. We're doing some episodes here coming up. We're going to have a guy named Justin Cook, who is an EOS implementer. 
EOS is the entrepreneurial operating system that Gino Wickman founded in his book, Traction. This is going to be game-changing for every single person that wants to figure out your culture. Let's figure out how to hire the right people and where, what are we doing? What's our three-year plan? What's our 10-year plan? What are our core values? You know, I talk about core values a lot. When Justin comes on, we're going to answer, this is how to operate. This is going to be a huge lesson in operations, and I'm so excited. So we've got Justin Cook coming up. He's going to be a facilitator. And then uh, we're going to talk to Shane Nasby, who just announced uh, Cletus Hamburgers, and uh, formerly of uh, Honey Fire Barbecue. And this coming Monday, the day after Mother's Day, we are going to release an episode with a gentleman named Zach Oates. He is the CEO and founder of Ovation. And this is one of my fa- one of my favorite interviews I've ever done. Honestly, um, I met this guy in Phoenix. He runs this really great company, and uh, it's a tech company you probably haven't heard of. I've got another tech company that is going to be a new sponsor. They're called Maintain IQ. I can't wait to tell you about them too. But Zach Oates is going to be my interview on Monday. We sat down last week and we went over so many things. He is brilliant. If you listen to one show, if you've listened this long, but if you listen to one show in the next couple of weeks, we'll listen to them all because they're all going to be damn good. But this 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 one with Zach on Monday is going to be especially special. Uh, I hope that you enjoy it. I hope that you guys have a wonderful, wonderful weekend. Again, thank you for all the support. Thank you for uh, following us, subscribing to us. Let us know how you feel. I've got a pretty good uh, lineup topic coming at you next week, talking about fear of sharks. Yeah, that's going to be what it's about. Are you afraid of sharks? So stay tuned. Guys, be safe out there. Have a wonderful weekend. Love you guys. Bye.